last word on health on Today FM. With Benelin non-drowsy chesty coughs. Gets to work fast. Always read the label. You're welcome back. It's time for the last word on health. Dr. Brian Higgins, GP at Galway Primary Care, is with us. Brian, good to talk to you. We are looking at the issue of sleep this week and how to avoid insomnia. I must admit, Brian, I used to work in breakfast radio and one of the things we spoke about all the time off air was how much sleep you were getting and was it any good. And it seems these days lots of people just aren't getting the quality of sleep they get, they want or need and also the amount of it. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Sleep is so important. Uh, we sometimes underestimate in healthcare the importance of sleep. And generally, most human beings need about seven to eight hours sleep to thrive. Now, we can survive on less, but to do well, there's very few of us who can manage on less than seven hours sleep. And probably one in every three of us are chronically sleep deprived. I think I fit into that category myself. Does the quality of the sleep matter as well? I know people that can say, look, I can go through an entire night. And then there are other people and it's not an age thing to say, look, I'm waking every couple of hours. Yeah. When we're talking about poor sleep, there's probably four different things we're talking about. One is not being able to fall asleep. The other is waking up too early, then waking up for long periods in the night and then absolutely poor quality sleep. And the quality of our sleep can be affected by lots of things. Um, Anxiety, stress, mental health issues can sometimes mean that we don't get quite as restful asleep. And things like caffeine and alcohol can really, really affect um, our sleep, especially as we get a little bit older. We always say sleep is so important. Why is that? But there's short terms. Well, sleep is, um, I think sometimes we make the mistake that we don't think our brain is particularly active when we're asleep. Our brain is phenomenally active when we're asleep. And if you think of what happens for our sleep for eight hours, so a third of our entire lives, we can't eat, we can't reproduce and we're incredibly vulnerable. So if that process isn't incredibly important, it would have evolved out of our life over the past millions of years. So the reason we still sleep for eight hours is because it's important. And the brain does a lot of things. It's highly active. And when we're in certain levels, there's different kind of depths of sleep. And in certain parts of our sleep, our brain actually replays everything that happened during our day. And that helps us set down memories problem solve and actually figure things out hence the 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 old i'll sleep on it it really does make a difference then your sleep is involved in hormonal regulation our serotonin and dopamine levels and melatonin levels all the things that help us function properly and feel well um all get reset when we sleep and then also our body heals our immune system is really active when we're asleep so a lot of the repair that happens to our muscles and our brain and our immune system when we're sick happens when we're asleep. There's a lot of the problems caused by what we do before we go to sleep, how we eat, how we drink, how we set ourselves up, the room temperature, all of these things, what we're doing before we go to bed. Yeah, so we have to remember we're not designed for the, like human beings evolved for probably life a couple of hundred years ago, not the life that we live in now. So certain things that are part of our life, such as caffeine, artificial lighting and even central heating can actually affect our sleep. We're designed to fall asleep when it's dark and cold and wake up when it's bright and warm. We now stay in very nice warm houses, which is great and very important. Um, uh, But we're also exposed to uh, quite a lot of artificial lighting. And sometimes that can confuse the uh, more primitive part of our brains that that expect us to go to sleep when it's 
dark. So that can get a little bit confused. And certain people can be very sensitive to even the light from their mobile phone, especially before they go to bed. And that can keep them awake. Also, then caffeine. Caffeine is a major problem for certain people because it stays in your system for absolutely ages. The ha- when we talk about taking a medication or a chemical, we talk about its half-life. And that means if you take a dose, how much how long does it take for that dose to reduce by half? And for caffeine, that's about six hours. So what does that mean? That means if at 4 p.m. you take a double espresso, it means that six hours later, there's still a single espresso circulating in your system. And caffeine really inhibits the ability's brain to fall asleep. If you are somebody who's suffering from a bout of bad sleeping, should you go for the power nap during the day if you can? Oh, it depends. Uh, sometimes it can be helpful uh, and sometimes not. Short term, it, it, and it depends on the person. We have a certain amount of sleep requirement. And if you are falling asleep during the day, it might actually confuse the brain and make it a little bit more difficult to fall asleep. And that's very much so person dependent. What it would actually be more important is getting a, a the same weight time every day. Some of the mistakes that people make is we get up very early midweek and then we sleep in at the weekend. And effectively what we're doing there is we're making ourselves jet lagged. So more important than a midday nap uh, as a regular way of of managing sleep, what I would actually tell people to do is uh, make an agreement with yourself that you're going to get up at the same time every day. And that can be very, very helpful for getting back into a regular sleep cycle. I know from my own sleeping patterns that when you can't sleep and this is idea, look, it's still the middle of the night. I don't want to get up that early and you're struggling to get asleep. Should you just decide, look, it's whatever time it is, just get up anyway? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. Uh, absolutely. Because what can actually happen is uh, we make, associ- human beings make associations with things that can stress us out. If you've ever been kind of phobic or you've been afraid to fly or afraid of dogs, when you get into a situation that agitates you, um, it, it agitates us at a very core level. And what can happen for people who are suffering with poor sleep is they can get very frustrated by being in bed and not being able to fall asleep. So there are certain things like that are somewhat counterintuitive by spending less time in bed. So if you wake up just and you can't get back to sleep, just get out of the bed, go read a book, try relax and then go back to bed only when you feel sleepy. And same if you go into bed and you can't slow, fall asleep after about 15 minutes, Maybe just get up, read a book, do some meditation. And then once you're tired, get back into the bed. Is the biggest problem now you're seeing with people with sleep problems, the fact that they have their phone constantly with them, looking at it just before they go to bed, checking the notifications when it lights up? Yeah, well, when we're going to sleep, what I always tell people is you want to have about an hour before you get into bed to prepare your mind to go to sleep because our brain is very, very active and it's always looking for problems and trying to fix them and um, busy, busy, being very, very busy. You can't go from busy suddenly to asleep. And when you're looking at your phone, you have this incredible device that's shining bright light into your eyes and connects you to the entire world. And is incredibly stimulating. So for people who are struggling to fall asleep, I would advise trying to not have any screen time for about an hour before to bed. They go to bed and nobody wants to hear that. But for for people who are having sleep issues, it is really important. For people who are locked into a bad pattern, perhaps it's lasting more than a couple of days or even a couple of weeks, when should they start thinking, I need to do something about it? I think if your sleep is affecting your quality of life, go and chat to your doctor about it because 
there are really significant short term effects like just tiredness, lack of energy, poor concentration, irritability. But then in the long term, um, long uh, pr- uh, chronic sleep deprivation can affect your mental health and it can actually increase the risk of diseases like high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, diabetes and issues with your um Uh, with your immune function. So for anybody who is suffering with their sleep, if it's going on for more than a couple of days, there may be an underlying issue and that could be a physical issue or it could be a mental health issue and these should always be addressed. Okay, Dr. Brian Higgins, GP at Galway Primary Care. Thank you very much for joining us here on The Last Word. More from you this time next week. The Last Word on Health on Today FM with Benelin non-drowsy chesty coughs. Gets to work fast. Always read the label.